0: Good morning! Wrestling Inc. Wake you on up and get ready to go. It is the final Winkly of the week. It is me, your host, uh, the Wrestling Inc. managing editor, Nick Hausman, Joined here as I am every Thursday by our good friend, Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to the Winkly.
1: Another day, another podcast.
0: Uh, Another day, another podcast indeed. And guys, if you want to support the show, I'll start off today by saying a couple ways to do it. First of all, head over to Pro Wrestling Tees. We have a new Jacked Journalist Wrestling Inc. t-shirt is available. It's only $19.99. You get it in time for Mania. It is badass. It features a wrestler with a pro wrestling journalist gimmick. I absolutely love this thing. I was talking all about it yesterday. Go grab that. And I never say this, but if you really like the show... Just go over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating, leave a nice comment. Go over to go over to Twitter, at Wrestling Inc. You know what? At Raj. Go let Raj know, I really like this show. I think Nick and Justin and Michael Weissman do a very good job here on the show. All those are great ways to support the show we got a big one here planned for you today. Of course, the final winkly of the week, we're going to talk some of uh, the most recent WrestleMania news, everything else in between, but we've also got some big interviews here today. Uh, it is WWE season, but it is pro wrestling season, so we have a wide variety of interviews here today. We're going to start off with our first interview after the, no- after the news with newly signed AEW superstar Sammy Guevara. Uh, great chat with Sammy all about his time down in AAA, working with AEW, getting to where he's at. I know you guys are going to love it. And right after Sammy, I'm going to sit down again for my latest interview with Impact Wrestling star, really Mr. Impact Wrestling, as he calls himself, the man they call Moose. Sammy Guevara, Moose, here later on in the show. But, of course, me and Justin LaBar are going to get it going right here to start it off with some news you can use, news that will leave a bruise. And we're going to start it off talking about the main event of WrestleMania. Just this morning, the uh, Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer, revealed that WWE – may add a winner-take-all or all-on-the-line stipulation to the main event of WrestleMania. With the basic idea being, if anyone pins another champion, they would then become that champion. If Lynch pinned either Ronda Rousey or Charlotte Flair, she would then become that brand's champion. But if Charlotte or Rousey pinned one another, they could become a dual champion. Of course, this could always change. Justin, what do you think of this line of logic? Is there a particular way you you'd like a stipulation like this to play out at WrestleMania?
1: I mean, I would prefer, as I talked yesterday with you, I would prefer to have both titles on the line, and whoever gets the pinfall is the is the champion of both of those. I don't know, both of those titles. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like it, that just that just the simplest, most compelling is again two titles on the line it doesn't matter you know Charlotte could lose her title without her being pinned Ronnie could lose her title without her being pinned Becky could get nothing because she wasn't pinned I just think that's the best way to go
0: Yeah I mean and you know I still in my head I kind of like the idea of a two fall where the first fall is for one title and the second fall is for another because I think you could do like a fast win there fast title change for the first one I don't it's just it's a little bit of a twist I think it's a little too straightforward to just want to put both titles on the line winner take all that kind of deal
1: yeah, but it's like if you do the two fall thing, Nick. Like, think about that. Actually, to try to actually play that out in your head. After the first fall, let's say whatever whatever whichever title, presumably probably Charlotte's title. Like, if that's supposed to be a big deal, it's supposed to be a big celebration for whoever wins that fall. But but then you're immediately gonna, well, you know, pretty much immediately gonna have to you know stop that to go into. The, I don't know. I just I feel like it's it's not it's not what they would want for WrestleMania, which is to have one title you know be a a sub part of them i don't know that's just hard for me to play that out in my head and make it make it come off well
0: no but you know what seriously i think that this i think that this storyline could use more twists and turns right like let's let's throw (laughs) let's let's throw more stuff at this let's make it just a little bit more confusing because that's obviously what the wrestling fans want out there justin
1: yeah, I mean, you know, we're still. Uh, what are we say I mean, like we're like nine, nine, ten days away from Mania. And who knows what to happen in the next ten days? It's it's it, that that's that's scary to think in some regards. But I mean, ten days on this road to Mania is a uh, is, is is a deadly amount of time.
0: Well, on the note of the uh, women's triple threat main event for WrestleMania, uh, all three women were on ESPN yesterday. Uh, they put over Ronda Rousey as a UFC Hall of Famer. They put over Becky Lynch as the first uh, winner ever of the Women's Royal Rumble, and they they listed Charlotte has the daughter of rick flair and she kind of took i mean she did she straight up took offense to this that that was the best accolade they could come up with for her i'm a little surprised espn did this justin yeah
1: i mean especially when you have her sitting especially like you said when when you compare to
0: the other graphics
1: that the other two got that had accolades on them you know i, I can see the, the problem with that uh i'm guessing espn whoever whoever was in charge of doing that graphic i'm guessing uh the thought process being you know Rick's you know uh, you know one of the most well-known wrestlers ever so it's kind of like okay we want the segment maybe to appeal to you know sure to to to, to mainstream fans potentially so yeah you know, this let's get their attention by saying look this is the daughter of the great rick Flair. but yeah when when you have when you when you have it side by side with the other two it, it does come off disrespectful so
0: they're not like Ronda Rousey wife of Travis Brown
1: <laughs> <laughs> right right
0: Uh, Yeah, I thought that was a little. I mean, but again, this is we're in a growing phase right now. You know, with the way that the women are being treated in WWE and really just in the the entire landscape of sports right now, I feel like this is one of those bumps that happen in the road. I doubt we see much stuff like this happen again in the future for major outlets based off the the blowback we get here.
1: Oh sure, yeah. I mean, you know, nobody. You know, no. If you're an outlet, you don't want to be called out uh, by the talent, as Charlotte just called out ESPN. I mean, this is ESPN who. You know, say which I mean. There's a lot of things you can dissect in the in the t- TV and entertainment world, but I mean, they still are ESPN. So it's if if they're going to get called out, nobody's nobody's immune from uh, from it.
0: Well, uh, switch gears here a little bit. We're talking about the twists and turns, how wacky the booking has gotten for this triple threat match here at WrestleMania between these women. Uh, let's go to the other side here of the coin. Uh, SmackDown. This past Tuesday night, they drew their best average viewership for any show in 2019, and it was their best viewership since the SmackDown. 1,000 episode on October 16th of last year. This week, they averaged 2.393 million viewers. uh, On that October 16th show, it was just a little bit higher, 2.545 million viewers. Um, The last regular SmackDown episode that drew better than this, um, which was not the SmackDown 1,000, was the post-SummerSlam episode last year, August 21st. Again, just a little bit more, 2.437 million. In comparison... Uh, to SmackDown's 2.3 million this, uh, or what was 2.4 million this past Tuesday, Raw drew about 2.6 million viewers. So, really neck and neck there uh, for attention. But of course, like we talked about yesterday, Justin, Monday Night Raw has been on a five week decline. SmackDown interest, however, continues to go up here. It just is a little baffling to me that when we talk about the main event of WrestleMania, how we talk about the Universal Championship. Now we talk about the triple threat match, but for my money, the match that fans are most emotionally invested in and that they really want to see probably close the show would be Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan.
1: Well, I, I, I certainly think that fans are really are really emotionally, um, yes, invested in this Kofi story and in the match. Um, you know, I, I again, I mean, I had w- had no, I'd have no problem if it went on last, but I, I, I don't know if I'd say that fans would prefer that to go last versus you know, I mean, the, this women's Story is this woman's story has is, is got a lot of length. You know, I mean, this has been going on essentially since November, which you know that's that's what you want for your WrestleMania event. You want some big story um, going into it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think look, I mean, SmackDown, it's just you know you you're compelled to see. Okay, how are they going to do this whole Kobe thing? So that's there. You know, you're going to see the participants every week. Where you know the, the title match over on raw with Seth and Brock. You don't know you know what you're going to get if you're just going to get a monologue from Seth or Heyman. Um, you know, I also think they, you know, even though they did not really deliver it, you know, they advertised, um, Kurt Angle and AJ Styles for SmackDown. And again, they didn't, they, you know, they barely did anything. So that's kind of a, a bust there, but I mean, yeah, SmackDown's just, you know, SmackDown. It's concise. Again, we talk about it's two hours. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot going for it. Uh, so yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just so, it's just so crazy to me how these two shows can exist. What feels like in different universes, because you're right. I think a big, uh, drawing factor from you, SmackDown is is that it's shorter. I like kind of get excited for SmackDown. I think the characters are more compelling. I don't understand why we don't see more of the very straightforward storytelling we, we tend to see on SmackDown flow over to Monday Night Raw. I feel like there's just there's less twists and turns. That the Ms. Shane McMahon stuff has been just so perfectly done over a long period of time. Friends, then you finally get the break off. Then you get the the beat down. Now you've got three weeks here to build some. Tension between these two characters, for my money, that's been the best. You know, outside of Kofi and Daniel, which you know took a bit to get there, but got there. You know, Shane and and, and Miz have been telling a wonderful story. I don't know why we can't see more long term stuff like that. That's thought out over on the Raw side of the the brand, where we, I feel like it's all just you know gut reactions week in and week out.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, having that extra hour to fill uh, certainly is a task um, week to week. I, you know, I think. I think with SmackDown, I think everything, I think things are a little bit more streamlined. I think um, maybe less, <clears throat> less, less cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. I, I just think I think just SmackDown is just ran a different way, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite frankly, than Raw. And Raw also has Raw tends to seem to have again the extra hour that it has to fill, but it has maybe more factors that come into play. Again, you know, well, what's Brock's schedule? So if we don't have Brock, what can we do here? And then. I don't know. I, I just I feel like there's I feel like there's just a lot more variables of raw and a lot more this person gets involved. I don't know. I, I just feel like SmackDown's just a little more clean internally, uh, a little more clean, straightforward.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well. Also on SmackDown. SmackDown note. Uh. From this past Tuesday night. Uh. Former WWE ECW superstar, just incredible. Uh. Noted he was at SmackDown on Tuesday night. He was out in the crowd. Uh. He thanked Road Dogg, presumably for getting him the tickets, which uh, looked to be very good tickets. Uh. It sounds like he spent most of the show, if not all of the show. In his seat. I mean, I'm happy to see this, um, but I'm not going to lie. You know, the last time I interviewed Justin Credible about his documentary, you know, we, we got into depth about the struggles that he's been having. Uh, it was just a few days after I did that interview that I think he wound up back in jail. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to see this guy doing well, but, you know, he's still one of those stories in, in pro wrestling right now where I worry about the guy a little bit, you know? Uh, maybe keeping him closer to the fold like this, keeping around shows, shows, could be better for him, but, you know... Uh, all I thought when I saw this was, you know, I, I don't know. I just worry a bit about Justin.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting thought. Maybe, 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 you know, just little things like, you know, hey, we can get you some tickets if you want to come visit or if you want to come check out the show. Maybe, maybe you know, I, I don't know anything about him in real life. I don't. I, I obviously, other than what we've, what I've read, is just battling with uh, with addictions. Um, yeah, maybe being, maybe just having some reach out and saying, look, you know. You know, you still have people that care about you. I don't know. Maybe that helps. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know anything about what he's doing with it, 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 but it is sad. It's he's right there in the same, right there in the same conversation. as like Sonny. I mean, every time I see Sonny's name, she's I know, in jail or DUI or something. Well, crazy.
0: I, yeah. And I think about this and, you know, I think about the guy who I think has done the best job of overcoming his demons and, and getting the treatment and finding himself in the spot that I think he should be in and, and wanted to be in. And that was Jeff Jarrett. You know, Jeff left impact on pretty bad terms. And there were a lot of, pretty bad stories out there about some of Jeff's behavior there towards the end. But it does sound like, you know, WWE stepped up, got him the treatment that he needed. He was surrounded by good people and is, is found a healthy spot for him now backstage. I don't think Justin's probably going to go that distance uh, because of his pedigree is not quite like Jeff's, but I think there is something to be said about not throwing these guys to the side, women and women and men to the side, but bringing them a little bit closer to the fold, making them feel loved. Like you said, letting them know there's people around them that care to help them get over that hump because I, I, have been more impressed recently with some of the turnarounds that I've seen. Um, I, I would hope Justin could get to that point. So.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're right. Jeff, Jeff probably is, uh, probably is one of the best, you know, just in terms of, you know, what he's able to, what he's been able to accomplish and such. I mean, you know, I, I you know, unfortunately, no matter how, no matter how educated everybody can be and haven't, haven't seen the wrestling world, lost too many people too soon for, you know, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, just the nature still of the travel and and of the physicality, I feel like you know. Unfortunately, uh you know, wrestling and, and addiction and stuff like that, it's it's just never going to completely be eradicated. There's nothing you can really do about it. So yeah, I mean, the more you can do to help, again, you know, reach out to people like Justin Incredible, you know, the better. And then then it's also a matter of the person wanting to get better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean WWE can. You know, I think I think Scott Hall's talked about that. WWE can reach out and try to offer as much help and money to help whatever, but if, you know, part of it's part of it's in the person. The person has to want
0: to be helped. Uh, well, let's talk about the man right now that runs the WWE. That is Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince made news yesterday. He sold uh, a whole bunch of WWE stock. A new SEC filing made by WWE today re- or uh, yesterday revealed that Vince sold three million two hundred four thousand four hundred twenty-seven shares of company stock worth around $270 million. The filing noted that the sale was primarily to fund Vince's Alpha Entertainment LLC, which oversees the XFL Football League, which will relaunch uh, next year in 2020. Vince has apparently informed the company that he has no current plan to sell any more shares and uh, that he intends to continue his role as the chairman and CEO of WWE. Uh, The shares that he sold uh, represented about 4.1% of the total outstanding Shares of stock. Uh, Vince still owns over 28, almost 29 million shares of WWE stock, which represents about 40%, a little less than 40% of the total shares uh, of the stock and uh, has about 80% of the total voting power. So, you know, a drop in the bucket here, it would seem for Vince. uh, Anytime you see something like this, I always feel like the the knee-jerk reaction is to wonder why is Vince getting away and, and putting more money elsewhere. But, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money for him to get this XFL thing up. I will be interested, once the XFL gets up and running, how much of his attention is taken away from it. Because, you know, the other, the other side of this was the AAFL, uh, the All-American Football League, which launched uh, earlier this year, um, was supposed to be kind of the, the primary competition uh, or was being looked at as competition to the XFL in the uh, non-NFL uh, realm. I have not heard really anything about this AAFL thing. It doesn't really seem to be grabbing me or anybody else, you know, with the right rollout, the right teams, the right preparation here. If it takes another $270 million, I'm getting optimistic about the XFL's future here, Justin. I think it's going to be a different story this time around.
1: Well, the AAF early on in its season here, there was some clips. There was some pretty vicious hits. There was some, there were some clips that went viral to where I did see positive reaction from fans and like, this is what, you know, this is what they want, you know, that they're not getting out of the NFL anymore. The NFL has become, you know, it's like get you know, two hand touch in some cards. Um, but yeah, I just saw something, I think yesterday, actually, that the AAF, that, that there's, that they're, that they're, that they're seriously questioning whether or not this is going to make it to a second year. To, so a second season. Um, so that would again, clear the path, not only the path of attention in, uh, for the XFL, after next year's NFL season, but also it would, you know, make, make available several players that the AF has, you know, I mean, so yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy when, with 270 million, eh, just a little bit of chump change there for Vince, just yeah. to, uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, the biggest thing is going to be obviously, you know, he's, he's putting, you know, they're, they're taking, they're taking two years to get this thing ready, which they didn't do last year, with last time the XFL, they're, certainly getting football people in, in positions of power, which is needed. They are certainly putting even more money, way more money invested into this than it did the first time. So, I mean, all those things spell recipe for a, a higher probability of success. It's going to ultimately come down to, okay, Vince can put however many hundreds of millions he's, to- he's in total going to have put into this by the time the first game kicks off. Um, but it's going to matter, can it start drawing its own revenue? I mean, obviously he can't fund it like that, you know, year after year. So it's just going to be a matter does it does it really grip people do they, do they roll this out the right way and can it can it self-sustain with revenue?
0: Yeah, so. you know, I saw I saw Eminem tweeted yesterday about what you're talking about. How he was like, "Let them fight." You know, this is why I'm not watching NFL. Let these guys get in there And throw down it. I don't know, man. It's not really what grabs me. I mean, I already worry enough about the NFL guys and the issues, you know, about concussions and these violent hits they're taking. I don't know if a more violent football product is necessarily what I'm personally looking for right now.
1: Yeah, Well, I mean, well, not even just violence, but I mean, like, again, the NFL, there's just every year more and more complaints from, again, what's what's called an illegal hit what's called you know how 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 much is too much protection of the quarterback you know what's you know the 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 replay and getting calls right or wrong so i mean there's a lot of things that if there's ever a time if there's ever a time in the history of the nfl to offer an alternative Uh, now is the time so i
0: I can't watch a football game without watching three guys get stretched off the field as it is you know like seriously it became a joke for me this past season it was like you know not even it's a sad joke but it was like, you know, look at all these guys getting – I mean, it's it's not like this is, you know, you call it a two-hand touch or anything. These guys are already out there getting very injured uh, playing a in, uh, playing these NFL games the way they are. I don't know saying to these guys go out there and hit each other harder, throw down, drop the gloves hockey style, and punch each other in the face. I mean, it, maybe it'll be more fun for the viewers that enjoy that kind of thing. But uh, for me, it doesn't really do much. For me, it just it makes my jaw drop that these guys would agree to this and think it's a good idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, another, another factor making these games go quicker, making the, the, the viewing experiment, you know, the, 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 you know, an NFL game again, three hours in real time, you know? And uh, I mean, again, there's a lot of things. I, don't know. I mean, we'll see. Uh, again, it's 270 million chump change, but it's uh, yeah, uh 270 million valuable to get a football league started.
0: Uh, well, some news coming out NXT last night, the dusty roads tag team classic has come to an end. Alistair black and ricochet are your winners. Uh, Cody Rhodes congratulated them on Twitter for winning the, uh, tag team tournament named after his father there uh, black and ricochet will now go on to face the war raiders for the nxt tag team championships at takeover um do you think that this is the chance where we're going to see alistair black and ricochet have their swan song take their final bow at nxt and move to the main roster or do you think that we're going to see them take the straps and much like bailey and sasha continue to defend maybe defend these titles across uh, multiple brands
1: uh i mean i would think this would be it for them i i I mean, I don't know. This has been a weird, weird uh, season of having. I mean, the the influx of NXT talents appearing on Raw or SmackDown. A lot of it with no rhyme or reason, and for it to happen leading up to Mania, when only this would happen after Mania. Mm-hmm. I would think this would be it. I would think. I mean, uh, but then again, I this it, this is this is so hard to predict um, how how this is being used. I mean, I mean, just think of. Just think of just think of the amount of talents in that first uh, first original six pack that, that it was supposed to include. Lars Sullivan, who of course hasn't uh, appeared yet. Right. Think about the amount of people in that six pack that like already like Nikki Cross just kind of eh out there. The EC3 you know, losing to Tyler, Br- <laughs> Tyler Breeze and on on, on Tarkman. I mean, I it's just I don't know. I, I always assume because Black and Ricochet seem like they really grabbed the audience's attention. They've gotten good reactions and they've been they've been they've been. I mean they. They've been. You could argue they've been the most consistently and best booked. I mean, you know, the you know, we talked about the revival yesterday, and the reason the revival's kind of not having the best tag title run is because they've had to they've had to contend with with the most dominant tag team uh, WWE's booking being Ricochet and Alistair Black for the last six weeks. Um, this doesn't make any know. sense
0: to me because these guys shouldn't even be a tag team. These guys. Are such, I agree. They, I
1: hate them as a tag. <laughs> this team. This doesn't I, make I, any I,
0: sense. You know, like to me. Yeah, I, I, I
1: hate. Al, to, to me, Aleister Black is not the kind of character that I want to see. First, I mean, Ricochet would not be the type of partner for him in the first place. Like, I would think Aleister Black would have some kind of a dark character. It would be his, you know, as a partner. Yes. But, you know, I, I hated. I hated they did this on Raw. I think it was Raw, Raw or SmackDown. They did it, one of them, but they did it on Raw or SmackDown a couple weeks ago, and I just hated this where they did the gorilla position interview. They did the they did the live interview in the gorilla position with Ricochet and Aleister Black. So I'm like, I don't want like. Alistair Black has arguably the, the the most creative and coolest entrance, um, and with a little bit of a supernatural feel. You know, he gets, you know, he rises up. Um, it, I don't want to see him ninety seconds before that. That would be that would be like giving me a, a gorilla interview with The Undertaker, and then ninety seconds later, I'm supposed to see him coming out through the flames and the smoke. No, I, I don't know. It just did bothers me. The whole thing bothers me. I hope whatever they do, I hope I hope they don't win <laughs> against Four Raiders, and whether they stay in NXT. Uh, or whether they are on Raw or SmackDown, I just hope that they are single stars and not continuing, cannot continue this tag team thing.
0: I gotta believe this is leading to Alistair Black just hitting that black mass on Ricochet out of nowhere to to jumpstart a feud between these two on the main roster because it just seems too weird to me to to try to to try to rationalize and push these guys as a tag team for that much longer because they are just they are just not a tag team. These are single stars, you know.
1: I I, I completely agree. It just it's, it's just it's just really—it's just—it's—it's—it's really, just it's, it, it, it's like its like they hit the computer random generator on the video game thing, and they just selected these two guys <laughs> to be tag parties. This makes no sense.
0: Uh, they don't even have a fun team name like Ricka Black or aliche Ooh, those are both good.
1: <laughs> no, they're terrible.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, attended the USO Metro D.C. 37th annual awards dinner in Washington, D.C. There were a whole bunch of uh, WWE personalities as, the, as well, as well as some other people that have been a part of the WWE universe. I saw John Stewart was in this photo as well. Well, anyway, Rob Gronkowski posed with the WWE community at this event. Uh, TMZ caught up with Mojo Raleigh. Mojo believes that we will see Gronk in a WWE ring here uh following the uh, uh the allegations against conor mcgregor uh recently um i don't think that we'll be seeing conor in a wwe ring anywhere anytime in the near future uh but rob gronkowski uh, what do you think as soon as mania i mean when do you think how quick do you think we see this guy in a ring
1: maybe as soon as mania i mean like said, like we said yesterday i mean mania's got Mania sold so right now if you're gonna have any surprises you know, or if you have anybody else added in the mix it'll let it be a surprise um yeah i mean i, I mean Mojo, who's like one of Rob's best friends, Mojo's saying this obviously pretty much as like him confirming without, without just flat out saying you know, whatever whatever the storyline plan is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm Vince, if I'm Vince though, maybe try to if try to take some of that 270 million and ask Rob, ask Gronk, You know, I got this football league. I really need to get off the ground. <laughs> Would you consider playing for a year or
0: two? Ooh, I don't so. think you'd do it. But that's I hadn't even no. thought about that. I think this guy's done. You know, I yeah, now he's done. You know, I I teased the idea before of like Mojo's talking in the mirror and then Rob kind of comes up over his shoulder. Why even do that? Why not do some mysticism? Like, Mojo's talking in the, the mirror there, and it goes, like, like uh, Snow White style, and then Gronk appears in the mirror, starting to give advice to Mojo, and Mojo's the only one who can see him, and nobody else believes Rob Gronkowski's really talking to him.
1: That's, that sounds like some Aleister Black stuff. <laughs>
2: it
0: does, not <doesn't> um, it? <laughs> doesn't it?
1: I, you know, but here's what I wanted to do. Like, Rob Gronkowski... <clears throat> And Gronkowski, I mean, this guy, he actually, um, he played some of his high school ball just down the street from where I'm at here in Pittsburgh right now. Um, he moved here during high school. I mean, and so I, I've, he, he's got an electric personality, right? He's electric personality. I mean, I, I used to, I remember when I used to interview porn stars on the radio, one of the porn stars was, was, <laughs> I interviewed was, she was just recently linked in photos all over with Gronk and partying with him. I mean, this guy's a larger than life kind of character. To an audience who knows him, I, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I'm curious when he, if, if, if and when he comes into WWE regularly, like um, if they can capitalize on that, if they can get that to, to I don't know, like if it's a big deal. I, I don't, I can't gauge. Like to, to everybody I know who are like big sports fans, like oh, it's, that's a big deal. It's Rob Gronkowski, but I can't figure out like the average person, um, the average WWE fan, if this is going to be as big of a deal as maybe some of other some of us think. I don't know. I, I, that's what I'm trying to gauge. Is like, is it going to come in? Is it this big? You're just retired New England Patriots star, or is he just going to be another guy that kind of looks like Mojo Raleigh? I don't know.
0: I think, I think people would pop for Gronk and I, I love him the idea of a manager role for Mojo. You know, he's that's exactly what Mojo needs. You can keep Gronk around Mojo for a while, let him continue to train behind the curtains. And and it just seems like a a layup for me to, to pair those two together. I don't know if it's for a long run or for just a couple pay-per-view one-offs, but I think that's the way to use him in the moment.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's got potential. Again, the guy, the guy, the guy has got a ton of personality, and obviously, super athletic. So
3: there's a lot of
1: potential there. I, I, I just, um, you know, Ronda Rousey coming over. Ronda was kind of like, you kind of knew, okay, you knew Ronda's gonna come in. She's gonna be the badass. She's gonna, you know, not lose for a long time. It was just kind of like that was the obvious because of what, what she was coming from and with MMA. Uh, this is a little bit different. You know, coming, you know, I'm not. That's I'm just really curious to see how they
0: handle this and and,
1: and how it comes off to to the average viewer.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, uh, switching gears here, I'd like to send out our congratulations to uh, WWE ring announcer JoJo, who has announced her first pregnancy. Uh, She's not been on WWE TV since the beginning of the year, so this would explain her absence from WWE TV. And uh, while his face was not shown, it was pretty obvious that it was Bray Wyatt's hands uh, in one of the pregnancy photos uh, clasping her uh, pregnant belly there. So uh, it seems like Bray Wyatt, uh, Bray Wyatt here is going to be uh, the, the father of, of JoJo's kid. And congratulations to them both. I know that they've been romantically uh, linked here for a little while.
1: Yeah. Um, makes you wonder if this has anything to do with the decision of why Bray Wyatt hasn't been back on TV. Yet. I mean, other than he you know, made the appearance, I think, in December at, the, at a live event. But otherwise, I'm curious if this, um, if this has played into, into the decision making.
0: Yeah, and I believe that when he made that appearance, that had to be right around the same time that she was finding out she was pregnant, you know, now that I think about the timeline now. So maybe maybe there were plans there and then they took him away. Man, nothing would make me.
1: Uh, well, I mean, the baby's due in June, I think, is what she said, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. about what? Yeah, I guess potentially, yeah, that could have been right about it.
0: Yeah, sounds like, I mean, look, I could go back and sit down and look at the timeline, but that seems to, to line up pretty well there. Uh, I would love it if he came out and called out The Undertaker and beat him at WrestleMania this year. You know, he should have never lost in the first place. I would love to see Bray get that win over Taker before this is all said and done, harness his supernatural powers. But uh, year by year, I feel like that that boat is just floating further and further away from me, Justin.
1: I have a question for you, Mr. Managing Editor. Uh, what uh, I thought I saw a photo, and maybe you could tell me the context, of Bray Wyatt with like a new hairstyle. Is, is, that, is that like legit or was that for like a movie or something did you you see this photo i'm talking about
0: i saw the photo he went into like his barber and praised the barber and it's like cleaned up on the sides the dreads are still up top i don't know if he was getting it done uh for a return or you know he could have just been getting it done for the pregnancy photo shoot that jojo did i'm sure there's photos that she didn't release that that had them together you know what i mean yeah so (laughs) so i didn't really take that for for much uh, other than maybe outside the photo shoot but uh could be something who knows uh speaking of haircuts though man uh, I look at our numbers, and the stuff that sometimes wrestling fans are get very excited about is just hilarious to me. Uh, Alexa Alexa Bliss has revealed...
1: <laughs> I was wondering what that segue was. That's very good. Good, good job.
0: <laughs> Alexa Bliss has revealed a new brunette-colored hairdo ahead of hosting WrestleMania. And I kid you not, this was like top three stories on the website yesterday. People very interested in Alexa Bliss's new haircut. So... Uh, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but all I thought when I read this was like, I you know, going into WrestleMania, I'm sure Alexa Bliss would prefer people be talking about something other than just a haircut. You know, it's I don't know how she got lost in the mix this year. I mean even with Asuka. I mean these two Well could've...
1: first off, I I I I think there's something I'm just i let me set this up. I am clearly speculating here. Sure. But I, I gotta wonder if there's something with her health. Yeah. I mean, Alexa, I mean, that, that's the only thing I can figure out why Alexa Bliss has been, if you, if you were to actually sit down and go week to week for the last what, four months, I, I mean, she's not wrestled a lot. Uh, so I, I gotta think that something with her health maybe. And that's why, again, she's being put in this role. She can talk. So it's a way to use her. If you don't have anything for her, if, if you don't want to put her in a battle role, cause again, something with health, um, and that's kind of a big deal, too, that, you know, we, we joke about the, the trivial nature of it and it being a top three story. That's kind of a big deal that she did it in a sense from the sense of, like, we always have heard, like, you know, you, you have to clear any kind of change of physical appearance and stuff like that to, to with WB. I mean, because they have posters and, and promotional material with her as blonde hair, they have action figures, all that stuff. So the fact that she's changing it again, just again, speculating makes me wonder, like, are her days as an in-ring competitor closing or, or done? that that, that they would okay i don't know it's just that's just the the, something seems weird to me off
0: it could be that it could be just that they like her better in a a speaking role you know as somebody to help push along storyline so again we don't know i guess we'll probably find out here after wrestlemania i would guess you know what the direction she's going to be taking um but yeah i mean it's no secret she was dealing with some concussion issues a little while ago It, it could still be that who knows Uh, And lastly, here Wrestling Observer reporting that following the Lucha Underground lawsuits being resolved between the talent and management, uh, speculation is now that Lucha Underground's King Cuerno may be WWE-bound. Wrestling Observer reporting that Cuerno had an offer at one point, and the assumption is that that offer is still standing. He was offered a spot in the 2016 Cruiserweight Classic, but at the time, AAA and Lucha Underground would not let him compete. Uh, Also of note, from those uh, lawsuits being resolved, uh, Ivelisse Velez... Uh, reportedly has some backstage issues in WWE, and I'm a big fan of Evie, but it does not sound like she is likely to be signed for whatever these undisclosed reasons have been. Um, any take on, on Evie or King Cuerno here in the rumors they may be WWE-bound or, or not WWE-bound in the, the case of Evie?
1: Well, with King, I mean, uh, yeah, he, you know, <clears throat> makes me think, you know, another guy that was uh, a successful character in the ground, and who we just talked about is doing well so far in NXT and WWE is Ricochet, uh, when he was Prince Puma, so certainly could be a another good addition to the um, two, 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 two Oh five live. Um, so keep an eye on it. Um, I don't know, you know, anything beyond, you know, I mean, I, I watched him in Lucha Underground. I don't know like what really promo wise or character wise or what he'd be set up as in the WB universe and world. Um, yeah. With Ivalice, um I vaguely remember back when she was with WB hearing from somebody who was at WB that, that there was, that she had, I I, I remember hearing of something that it wasn't all it wasn't all uh, kumbaya. So uh, interesting that that I mean, that was some years ago. So it's interesting that that uh, is still still relevant, uh, potentially, to her status of ever coming back to them.
0: At this time, it is my pleasure to welcome to the show the former triple A world cruiserweight champion and a newly signed AEW talent. It's Sammy Guevara. Sammy, welcome to the Winkley. Man, I,
2: it's good to be here. I mean, you you missed a couple of them. Um, the best ever, he's got a cool YouTube channel. I'm sure we'll talk about that, miss. But, yeah, Sammy Guevara, uh, you, you're welcome to have me. How are you both?
0: I'm good, I'm good. I was uh, watching your most recent YouTube video here yesterday. Really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I say you're the former AAA World Cruiserweight Champion. Have you given the title back to uh, the Laredo Kid yet?
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, Uh I didn't make it too far, you know, trying to steal a bag. Didn't make it too far. He got that bag.
0: Uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah, you got to go check that out on YouTube, guys. You know, so what? you know, before we get into all this other stuff here, I know you're super proud of your YouTube series. You've been pitching this YouTube, your YouTube videos to me for over a year now, well before all the AEW stuff. Like, tell people about what you try to do with your YouTube channel.
2: I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? Yeah,
0: you know, I just said, you know, tell people what you try to do With your YouTube channel. I know you're very proud of the series of videos you do.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the videos, just um, the vlogs and all that, it's just kind of me showing my journey, you know, because in the ring you only see us for 20 minutes, something like that. And there's so much more that goes on to it. And so what I try to do is try to give people, like, an inside look into my world, but also motivate people, you know, because I'm going on my journey. And just because I'm doing this um, and following my dream, it doesn't mean that you also can't do the same. So I'm trying to show people that, you know, I was told no once as a kid, but here I am doing it, and I'm telling you, you can do it too.
0: Yeah, and you know, you do such a great job. You do all the editing for your videos yourself, correct?
2: That's right. I, I shoot it. I edit it. Um, it. It takes a lot of time, but, you know, I, I like the end results, final be- product.
0: Yeah, they're beautiful. Nice drone shots. I mean, you guys should really, if you haven't checked it out, see me it has a wonderful channel. I feel like you and Matt Jackson would immediately gel over your love of making web content like that
2: yeah you know now that we're both a part of the same company i'm looking forward to to making some some cool stuff maybe i can make their being the elite series you know a little bit more crisp add some some dope drone shots in there or something
0: yeah ooh, that's that's, you you think you can make being the elite better that's that's a big uh, statement there
2: Man, I'm the best ever, you know, just because my, my views aren't matching their views, it doesn't mean that my my videos are not as good or better. Um, it just means that not a lot of people have, you know, uh, woken up yet to, to, to realize how good my videos are. But it's okay. We got plenty of time. I'm young. Uh, soon everybody's going to see. Uh, and, hey, who knows? Maybe a couple people who are listening right now have never checked out the channel. So go check it out. And I don't. Oh, here's what I'm going to say. Don't even subscribe. Thanks. Videos, and then you're going to want to stay subscribed because you're going to want to see more and more content
0: yeah yeah exactly you know that's the thing is you know when you were coming on board with aew was your ability to do these videos and your just passion for creating this kind of content did this come up as a selling point for you when joining
2: aew um i mean i'm sure it was we didn't really talk about it that much but i mean like you know you know i make my own videos and stuff like that so we have this long time before double or nothing. And so, you know me, I'm going to continue to make content. So, I feel like any company that I'm with, you know, like that this, it's like a package deal. So, you know, like, okay, you're not just getting Sammy Guevara, you're getting Sammy Guevara plus this platform that he's helped, he's he's building right now. So, yeah, it's nothing to, I you feel know. like I bring something to the table.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's nothing to chat. You got like over 18,000 subscribers or something now on your YouTube channel. I mean, you've made big, you've made big leaps over the past year.
2: Yeah, you know, and especially just with the AEW, you know, when I was at the press conference, I had to throw it in there. Hey, go subscribe. But, uh, no, we definitely, we gained a few thousand the past, like, month, which has been cool. But um, it's nothing. A year from now, like, I'll look at this 18,000, I'll be like, shit that's what i had about a year ago that's nothing yeah
0: you know that's where that's where AEW came from was just bte you know who knows and you know three years now you could be running your own promotion based off of the, the oh synagogue. god
2: please no <laughs> no I, I have no interest in dealing with that and dealing with other wrestlers and all that nonsense
0: that's funny. Uh, you know, so tell me, take me back here. You know, obviously you've got a passion for you know viral content, but you're also just like one of the best you know young wrestlers right now on the scene. I'm always impressed with it. every time I get to see you. I just saw you tear it up with DJZ here at Warrior Wrestling for, uh That was I think I believe. Did you know that was his second to last match before heading over to WWE? It sounds like.
2: I did. I did, and uh, you know, so that was it. Was kind of special for me because me and DJ we go back from, from like 2013. And um, you know we we faced each other a couple times before, but you know to be one of his last ones, it was cool. And plus, for me, I'm I'm not gonna be able to do uh, independent dates here pretty soon. And so it was kind of like the last time for him and I for a while. You know, the future's always changes. You never know. Maybe we might see DJ and AE, AEW one day. Hey, we might. No, nope. you, you um, broke. It, it was we, really cool.
0: We lost you there for just a second. The last thing I th- heard you say was, we may see DJZ in AEW one day.
2: Oh, yeah. What a way to to zone out, right? Like, just end it right there. Um, do, you, do you hear me fine right now? Yeah, you're fine. Okay, cool. Um, no, but yeah, maybe we might see DJZ in uh, AEW, and who knows? We might see me in WWE one day. You know, the future's always changing. But it was still cool to get in there uh, one more time with them and have a pretty badass match, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. So t- you you teased there that you may not be able, or that you won't be doing the indies here very much longer. Um, like, what is the timeline for that? Like, how many how much longer till you feel like you're gonna be full time
2: with AEW? Uh, I think it's in May. I think May. Um, it's either May first or it might be like before Double or Nothing, um, or starting Double or Nothing. I can't do any in the states. I like can still do. Um, in Mexico, stuff like that, but I can't do any in the States.
0: Okay, I got you. So tell me, like, okay, outside of the, you know, you've got, like I said, the, the ability to do the viral stuff. You're a great performer. What is it? How did it come about with AEW? What was it that caught their eye that got you guys talking about joining the roster? Man,
2: I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's funny. Before I even was contacted, um, it's just funny because I had a feeling they were going to contact me everybody's getting signed up right now and it's like okay if you're gonna sign some people why wouldn't you sign me you know because <laughs> you know like 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 you saw on saturday man or if it was saturday i don't even remember no it's friday last friday yeah for djc i mean i'm very good at the videos and all that but you know what i'm very very good at and that's wrestling mm-hmm. you know so i don't know exactly what drew their eyes to me but you know i've I've been on this, a couple of shows with the Bucks, with Cody before, and so I just think it was just a you know, a matter of timing of when they wanted to bring me in. Now, before you decided
0: to go with AEW, were you talking to any of the other major promotions here in the States, like WWE, ROH, Impact?
2: I was talking to a couple, but honestly, I, I have no interest right now. Like, for me, Sammy Guevara, 25, um my current name where it's at I have no interest in going to WWE at the moment which is very weird for me to say yeah talk to me about that decision yeah you know because like the way I see it, it when I when I go there if I ever do go there I want my name to be at a much higher point you know um when I was at the tryout a couple of years ago back in 2017 that kind of opened my eyes it's like oh if I don't have a pretty big following or big like name, they kinda don't really give give an F about you. you know? I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on this thing. Yeah, right. But uh <laughs> I'm PG Sam now. Um <laughs> this is like my YouTube videos. Sure. No, um but yeah no I just I just figured like for me to go there right now I, I wouldn't it wouldn't be good. Especially there's super there's too many guys signed right now at the moment, you know? They got guys on the back burner just waiting and so for me it just didn't seem like the best option and honestly the only place i really wanted to go was aew so when they offered me that was like it wasn't really a second thought it was like all right here we go that's the place i want to go to
0: well, it's, I mean, Sammy, this is such a cool time right now. And I was very fortunate to be in Jacksonville. I wasn't there in Vegas, but I was at All In. You know, I've been around this energy, you know, as, as a journalist, right, as a media guy. I watch it. I document it. I'm a documentarian. I'm really enjoying it. But you're inside of it. I mean, what does it feel like for you to be part of this initial wave of AEW talent?
2: You know, it's really cool. Like, um, with wrestling in general right now, it's, it's very different match december 2010 is at my first match december 11 2010 but like so wrestling now is so different from then you know just like the mentalities of a lot of guys have changed i remember uh training and people thinking like the young bucks were stupid because they were doing super kicks you know and when super kicks were a finishing maneuver people were shitting on them for that and then just to see how much the business has changed and it's, uh, it's very cool. I feel like now it's not so much, um, I don't know, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's more about your talent now, I feel like. You know, it, it's more to get recognized than, than ever before. And so I think it's a great time, you know, for, for people who have been getting away with, uh, you know, not doing as much or whatever. Maybe it's a bad time for them. But <laughs> for guys like me, for, for, you know, the guys who can do some a lot of cool stuff, it's it's a great time to be a wrestler.
0: It's so funny to think about that, you know, and like how the business has really changed. You said 2010, December 2010 is when you got in, so about almost a decade ago at this point. Um, Yeah, just wild, man. I mean, and now you're here in the locker room with Cody, Jericho, the Bucks, Kenny Omega. I mean, have you had a chance to pick the brain of like a Chris Jericho or Kenny Omega yet?
2: Uh, Not so much, you know, Um, because they were, you know, everybody's busy doing their own thing, especially at the rally that was all, pretty crazy
0: yeah
2: um but no nah, i mean we got time I'll, I'll be i'll be at aew for a couple of years so i'll have my chance to talk and talk to everybody and you know kind of pick their brains about stuff
0: yeah well and it's funny because i know it's like you you have uh experience playing for big crowds down in mexico you have experience playing for big crowds here in the states as well but i mean i would still think for you even still like the idea of getting to wrestle a chris jericho or a kenny omega that's got to be, like, fun. Is that, like, a little nerve-wracking to think that could be in your future?
2: Uh, man, it, you know, it, it, it's going to be very cool whenever I get in there with Jericho. Uh, just watching him growing up and then uh, to finally, you know, get in the ring with this dude I used to watch on TV. Right. And now to have the other people watching me wrestle him on TV, it's uh, it's kind of mind-blowing, you know? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. And, like, I was thinking, you know, because you've been out – how long have you been on a AAA
2: now? I've been there. You know, it's crazy. I haven't even been there one year. In June, it'll be one year uh, since I debuted in AAA. Okay. But this whole this whole year, it feels like I've been there three years, you know?
0: Yeah, I didn't think you'd been there much longer than a year. And that's why I ask is, like, you know, what have you learned? Because that's a big promotion, AAA is. Like, what have you learned? Like, what is the polish you've picked up while working in AAA this past year?
2: You know, um, like, for Triple Mania and other stuff like that, it's just timing, you know? Like, um because some of the stuff is time because they'll do like a pre-show before they do for TV or if it's for TV, they'll, you know, timing stuff. I've heard stories of guys like being in the ring and being told, okay, uh, you have two minutes left when you, you know, you thought you had five minutes left or your time gets cut or something. And then having to think on the fly, that's kind of what's uh, happened to me in AAA and it's kind of just made me better. I feel like, you know, it's kind of opened my, my eyes to, uh, or open my mind a little bit, to, you know, kind of be able to think on the fly or be ready for certain situations. That's uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've learned this past year. Now,
0: what do you what do you make of like the explosion of interest in that in that style, that lucha style here? I feel like in the pa- in the states, you know, probably led by the lucha brothers there, the past two three years, there's a real reinterest in in that style here in, in North America.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Like that's another thing. When I was training, when guys would do the pass by thing, you know. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, yeah. um, they'd pass the guy by. That was one thing that people would shit on. Everybody does it. Like, that's a l- I don't know. So, I mean, definitely, uh, the Lucha Brothers, for sure, definitely brought... Uh, them and uh, Flamita, Ray Horos, um, Lucha Underground, really, I feel like, you know, all that combined kind of changed the style of wrestling today. Yeah,
0: Um and, uh, you know, on the note of AAA here, uh, the Young Bucks popped up down there with the Lucha Brothers and took the tag titles for them. Uh, this I would imagine that you're all for the relationship between AEW and AAA.
2: For it? Is that what you said?
0: Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You broke up just a little bit there for a second. But, yeah, I was going to say, you know, I would think you're all for the, the relationship between AEW and, and AAA uh, working together.
2: Oh, yeah. It all kind of just worked out for me, you know, because uh, I got contacted by AEW and then you know, I heard they were going to do this partnership, and I'm already wrestling for AAA, so, you know, I'm an easy fit. I can go, you know, I can go here. I'm already familiar with the, uh, the Lucha guys, so, and then I can do American style, so I feel like it's, it's just a good fit for me personally.
0: Yeah. Um. Now, go back and go back here a little bit for me real quick. You know, with the AEW talent, you know, we talk about Jericho and Omega, but there's a lot of really great young talent there, Um. you know, and just versatile talent. I mean, are there any other names that you're kind of looking forward to Mixing it up with I will say that You know off the top of my head I would think that you and Pac Would really uh, tear it up Out there together
2: Yeah that's right Man, I mean I Mind but Like right now I was thinking I was like, I've never worked MJF yet True But yeah Pac and I That uh, MJF I haven't worked him yet Um So that might be cool But Pac as well Would be a good one Yeah Mm mm-hmm. Uh Sunny K You know Uh That was actually my tag partner In Lucha Underground And uh so Sunny Kiss would be a cool one. There's lots of good, uh, like, possibilities for matches and intergender matches, you know? Um, I don't know. There's so many people, and I'm sure at one point I'm going to get in the ring with everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, is that something, you know, with uh, with all that young talent? You know, you talk about all the names and stuff. This is something I brought up with Sonny a little bit before was the idea of uh, AEW uh, intentionally being, like, very inclusive, a very diverse roster. Do you get that vibe that AEW is going out of its way? To try to be a different feeling kind of wrestling company, if that makes any sense.
2: I think I think I see what you're saying, and I I think so. Um, I think it's a good thing, you know, because a lot of other places, it's like um, certain things are just n- like I don't know. Wrestling in wrestling is a uh, how do I describe it? You know, it's a, it's a it's a sport, but it's it's entertainment, and so. It's kind of funny that some things are just like, are taboo in wrestling, you know, wrestling could be whatever you want it to be. And so I think it's very cool that, you know, we're seeing certain things that they're just being, they're, they're cool with and accepting of, because it's, it's wrestling, it's, it's whatever you want it to be. It shouldn't be, um, it, it shouldn't, there shouldn't really be that many restrictions with it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it makes lots of sense to me. And, you know, with that, when we're talking about diversity, obviously you were the world cruiserweight champion down in AAA. I mean, do you see yourself as somebody wanting to compete uh, for the world title? You know, if and when it gets debuted in AEW, are you hoping that they have
2: uh, more of a cruiserweight division? Look, um, I've never, I never, like, you know, when a couple of years ago when the CWC was a thing and everybody wanted to be a cruiserweight, all of a sudden everybody's 205 and lower. I never came out and said I'm the greatest cruiserweight. I'm just the greatest. And so it doesn't matter a weight limit. I'll go for that heavyweight title. But if they want to if they want to have a cruiserweight division, I can conquer that. You know, I feel like I've wrestled big guys. I've, I've squatted freaking Keith Lee. I think you were there for that.
0: I was there for that.
2: That was, that was crazy. Yeah, you know. Um, boy, and, I, and I beat him, so. I'm not afraid to get in the, in the ring with the big guys, and I'm not afraid to go and fly with the Flyers. So uh, Sammy Guevara is a very diverse uh, wrestler.
0: Yeah, and, you know, just in general here, as we kind of wrap up chatting about AEW, um, you know, what do you want to see this promotion do differently and give to the fans that you're not getting to see elsewhere right now in the, in the pro wrestling world? Me. <laughs> <laughs> good answer.
2: Very good answer. Me, man. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't know uh, – what or who a Sammy Guevara is, but I'm very excited to show everybody exactly what I bring to the table.
0: Yeah, man. Um so uh yeah, I guess I, I'll ask you then here as well, you know, in twenty nineteen as you go into AEW, I mean what are what are your goals here? What do you you know you've got some time, it obviously sounds like you know where your spot is in your career. You know, but what are you what are you hoping to accomplish? I mean, is it a dream match? Is it a title? I mean, what do you what do you want to get out of this ride?
2: You know, um I'd, I'd love to get in there with uh the, of course you want to get in there with the jerichos the bucks uh omega you kind of want to get in there with the big guys um but also just showing exactly what i said a second just showing that i belong you know um, that's kind of been my entire career every show that i've been on it, does, it doesn't matter where they put me um and i'm not even trying to do a promo right now or even a character i'm just being honest like Wherever they put me, uh, double or nothing, wherever I am on that card, my, my goal is for people to leave there going, uh, Jericho and Kenny, that was cool. But, damn, that Sammy Guevara guy, he came out. He showed out. And so it's just for people to, to realize who I am. And uh, I think they will. Or I know they will. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, Sammy, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me for the site. Uh, is there anything you want to plug, promote, put over here before we... Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess your YouTube channel, but is there anything else? Dude, it's...
2: No, nah, man, it's funny you brought that up. I, I didn't even... We didn't even talk about YouTube. Yeah, let's promote that. <laughs>
0: we talked about YouTube at the very beginning. That was like the first five did minutes. We? Yeah, did dude. We, but no, that's fine. thanks, so, I, I think I don't we did. Think you know, so. And I will say, you know, I was in the Warrior Wrestling locker room, too. I saw you got... Well, Alicia Tout here. Sorry for 10 minutes. You're hanging with SCU. Maybe I'm eating a piece of pizza in the background. I don't know, Sammy. That's all I'm saying.
2: (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah, man. uh, YouTube. But if you guys want to get some Sammy merch, sammigavar.com. Insert Price is Right music.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of what it was. If they watch
2: the vlogs, they'll get that reference.
0: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much, Sammy. At this time, it is my pleasure to welcome to the show one of the men who will be representing Team Impact as they battle Team Lucha Underground at United We Stand. It is Moose, Mr. Impact Wrestling. Moose, welcome back to the show.
3: Oh, thanks for having me,
0: man. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, let's uh, let's kick it off here. Let's start. Let's get right to it with uh, with United We Stand. Um, you're going to be representing uh, Team Impact Wrestling. What does it mean to you to represent Impact Wrestling here against Lucha Underground?
3: Um, it's definitely a, a big match. The um, card. If you look at all the guys that um, are going, that's on Team Impact, and all the guys are on Team Lucha. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be a great match. Um, probably one of the best, the best matches and best cards of the weekend. And I'm, I'm excited to be representing Team Impact.
0: Now, you don't really seem like your team is very stable. I should say at the moment. You know, it's you. It's Johnny. Brian Cage, Eddie's there as well, but you guys have not had the best history together recently.
3: Yeah, I know. I mean, if you got to, if you see the stuff that's going on with um, Impact and Cage and the history of myself with Impact and myself with Cage. And I mean, everybody knows the history of me and Impact. So, I mean, right now it's not looking good, but I figured, I think just for one night we'll be able to get our heads together and make it work.
0: Yeah. Um, I, you know, one of the things I think that's definitely working right now is, uh, your wardrobe choices. Um, can we talk just real quickly about your new, like sleeveless Ric Flair robe that you're rocking right now? Like, how do you get your inspiration for what it is that you wear to the ring?
3: Um, I'm I'm usually just, I'm online and I see something that catches my eye and I buy it. Yeah. Um, it's just pretty simple, <laughs> okay?
0: Because you have you have some you have some great wardrobe choices recently. You know, I uh, I think I love your I, I, on all levels, right? Your wardrobe, your promos. You've really seemed to like upped your game here in twenty nineteen. You're even doing some comedy stuff with the rascals here this past week. I mean, where how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling like you are improving pretty consistently here, week in and week out?
3: Um. Yeah, I mean, that's a uh, uh, personal goal of mine is to get better every single time i am in the office and I felt like every single time I've been presented an opportunity I have made the best out of it and um that's all you can do is, is work on the things you can't control and uh, and the way I, um, I, I the way I act and the way I wrestle is all in my control and I'm going to keep doing that as long as I'm being given the opportunity to
0: what are the uh, parts of your game that you'd like to push yourself with here in 2019? What are what are the what are the parts of your wrestling game that you you think you could uh, you could push even further?
3: You no, know, I mean it's a lot. I mean, there's no one perfect wrestler, and um, just every time I, I step in the ring, I just want to uh, be as charismatic and as smooth as I was, or even better than I was the last time I was in the ring. So. Just little stuff like that.
0: Yeah, you know, and you're you're obviously a heavyweight. You know, you've been in the world title picture. Um, do you have any interest in maybe trying out the X division at some point? I mean, are you, do you? I mean, the X division doesn't have any limits. I mean, could you see yourself maybe transitioning there at some point?
3: I mean, if that's what the uh, the company wants me to do, then uh, I guess that's what I'll be doing. Uh, I try to only focus on things that I have ultimate control of and um being a world champ or being an exhibition guy that's, that's out of my control yeah you know so i kind of just focus on what i can control
0: there has certainly been like an influx i feel like in flyers in impact wrestling uh recently you know especially with lucha underground coming in here um a lot of luchadors i mean how different is it for you uh wrestling these luchadors from mexico as opposed to the wrestlers who have been trained in the states in impact
3: Um, I mean, wrestling is wrestling. I, I, I pride myself on being one of those guys that can wrestle all styles. If it's blue if it's Japanese, if it's technical, um, comedy wrestling, whatever you want, whatever, whatever styles out there. I pride myself on doing it all. And uh, united we stand. I, I get to prove that when in this tag match against Team um, Lucha.
0: Yeah, it would be really something if Lucha Underground were to beat Impact Wrestling at the Impact Wrestling's United We Stand, you know? I mean, what? You, it's also something interesting to me, too. Like, what is Lucha Underground to you right now? I mean, what do you think of, like, the current state of Lucha Underground?
3: Um, I mean, I don't know. I I, I know nothing about what's going on with Lucha Underground. I've heard that they're not running anymore. I've heard that they might have... A- a couple of more seasons, but I don't know. I don't, I don't keep up with rumors or, or whatever. But I mean, I know ultimately all those guys work for AAA, and AAA is probably the biggest company in Mexico. So, regardless of Lucha Underground or not, they, all those guys still have jobs with AAA in Mexico. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, going back here a little bit, I was actually um, fortunate enough to get to sit front row. At uh, Impact's Homecoming pay per view uh, at the Asylum in Nashville, I really enjoyed your match with Eddie Edwards. Very, very physical. What was that? What was that belt like for you? Getting to to mix it up with Eddie there and and, and go as hard as you guys did.
3: Uh, I mean, me as we usually bring the best out of each other, and um, but we proved that once again in the last pay per view, and um, and united to stand this time we're on the same team so we're yeah. probably gonna um have a lot of great chemistry as tag team partners which we've done plenty of times in the past mm-hmm. so um i mean i i think it's gonna be a good show man i think it's yeah. gonna be awesome
0: what was it like for you just to be in the asylum and getting to perform back where like the home of impact wrestling was
2: oh
3: that was special man i mean we sold that place out and okay from what we were told as the most um, people that has ever been in that building, which meant that, which means a lot to a bunch of the guys and uh, a bunch of the staff, impact staff. And um, hopefully we go back there. Soon.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I brought up the rascals uh, segment you did earlier. Uh, you look like you're having a lot of fun with that. Um, what was it like getting to work with the rascals? What do you make of this trio here at impact wrestling?
3: Um, I mean, I think they're, they're, they're the future of impact and, um, hmm. Uh, I think it's a pleasure working with those guys and um, hopefully we get some more matches there in the future. And I honestly think that those guys, given the time and given the opportunity, are going to be the future of Impact Wrestling.
0: That's a big statement there right now. I mean, is there any other talent like the Rascals that's really caught your eye that's come through the door in Impact Wrestling as of late?
3: Uh, Yeah, there's a few guys there. I mean... I wouldn't want to start naming naming them all or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a few guys there, and um, I just think at this point, um, time will tell. And all to do is be patient and see what what future with those guys.
0: Um, at the, uh, I thought there was something else interesting about that I wanted to ask you about the recent Las Vegas tapings you guys had. Um, Impact Wrestling, uh, you know, they announced this new alliance with the uh, NFL Alumni Las Vegas chapter. I was just wondering, did you have a role? In that, what did you think of uh, Impact Wrestling uh, forging this new alliance with the NFL
3: alumni? I think that's a, a, a good thing being formed. I'll be honest; I don't know much about it,
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, but I, I was there when they made the announcement. I think anything with the NFL is always great.
0: Yeah, what do you think about uh what do you think about them bringing the XFL back? Are you excited to see what what comes of this return?
3: I'm not really a big football guy, so honestly, uh, uh, I mean, I think it's good because you you get more jobs for more football players out there, guys who can't make it to the NFL. So I think that's always a plus, but um, me, I, I'm not totally excited about watching it because <laughs> I'm not really into football anymore. You know?
0: Okay, fair enough. Well, I know you're very much into wrestling because I saw you at Warrior Wrestling uh, this past Friday. Uh, you took on Wardlow um what did you think of this guy he's got a very unique look um what was it like working with him he's a big dude
3: oh uh, i mean he's still young in business and definitely have a lot of things he needs to work on but with time um and if he keeps putting the effort and the work in i'm sure he'll get better and the sky's a limit for him as long as he puts the work in yeah well,
0: Sky's Limits for you. I mean, this year, 2019, there's a lot going on. It's a very vibrant uh, pro wrestling landscape. I mean, what do you think about, um, you know, how quickly pro wrestling seems to be growing right now, especially, you know, with other promotions popping up and, and things of that nature?
3: Uh, I mean, right now, 2019 is a great time to be a pro wrestler and, uh, with all the different companies out there. It's, it's just, and, I mean, it's, this is probably the best time ever to be a wrestler.
0: Yeah. Do you have any like dream matches out there? You're like, hey guys, now that we're all playing together, it'd be really cool if we worked with X, so we could uh, do this this awesome match.
3: Um. Yeah. There's a lot of dream matches, but I mean, I, I don't get into that stuff because like, uh, for for me to have those matches, a lot of stuff will have to go right, and um, yeah. But I mean, there's a bunch of guys out there that I would, I would like to work, but I mean, a bunch of them are signed the contract elsewhere, so. Mm-hmm. Like I said, for those matches that happen, a lot of things will have to I know, go wrong or go right. <laughs> yeah,
0: I feel you. Well, what are your goals here for 2019? You know, outside of obviously winning this match here at uh, United We Stand, like, what are you What are you hoping to accomplish this year that you didn't last year?
3: Um, honestly, uh, my goals is usually stuff that I can control. So, just getting better as a person and the performance of the ring. That's the only thing I can control, so that's pretty much what my goal is.
0: I got you. Cool. All right, well, Moose, I'm going to wrap it up there. Hey, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Again, it's going down. Uh, United we stand. Um, Team Moose Underground versus Team Impact Wrestling. Is there anything else you'd like to plug, promote, or, or put over here before we wrap up the, uh, the interview today?
3: No, that's it.
0: Thank you very much, Justin, for joining me at the top of the show to talk all the news. Thank you to Sammy for joining me to talk about AEW and his very exciting YouTube series. I highly suggest you guys go check that out. Uh, and thank you to Impact Wrestling's Moose uh, for joining me as well for their, uh, for a couple minutes to talk Team Impact versus Team Lucha Underground. Again, guys, if you want to look fly, WrestleMania week, you got to go over to Pro Wrestling Tees. you got to get the Jacked Journalist Wrestling Inc. t-shirt. It's only nineteen ninety nine. Put that on your torso. I'm going to go pick up a box of them. Here from Pro Wrestling Tees in Chicago in a couple hours. I'm going to have some with me WrestleMania weekend. So, you know, you may get one for free if you see me around and I'm feeling generous, but odds are if you want one of these and you want to be wearing it around, you got to go over to the store, you got to buy it. Uh, also, if you want to see me WrestleMania weekend, uh, I will be participating in the Festival of Honor Friday, the Hulu Theater attached to Madison Square Garden. 2.30 p.m., Arm Wrestle Kingdom is going down. Me and Matt Taven are going to be hosting the biggest arm wrestling contest of WrestleMania weekend, possibly at all of WrestleMania weekend, ever. Maybe the biggest arm wrestling tournament ever in the history of WrestleMania weekends. Uh, I've already gotten a peek at some of the competitors that are going to be involved in this thing. I'm telling you guys, this is going to be a slobber knocker. This thing is going to be great. It's going to be over the top. Uh, and lastly here, as far as my teases go, uh, we got a big announcement uh, coming this Tuesday regarding a new Friday Winkley show, I'll say show, because it's going to be a little bit different than the shows we do throughout the rest of the week, the podcasts we do throughout the rest of the week. So definitely tune in Tuesday to find out what that big news is. I'll kick off the show on Tuesday with that. And uh, I don't have the mailbag written down here today, but I did write down that we should do a mailbag. So I'm going to go over to Twitter here right now. I'm going to type in hashtag Winkly. I know I got a couple of submissions here. I'll read one or two of these, and then, you know, going forward, I'll do a better job. But, hey, give me credit, at least this time I remembered to do it, And uh, and we're gonna read some. So here we go. Uh, Luke H at IDK at ID Kid two Ds. He says, "How have we? How have WWE not yet yet announced the Mania? Oh, this is a couple. No, Mania event will be a lumberjack match featuring the whole women's roster. It'd submit the historic nature, give them all the spot in it, and also the four horsemen photo op you mentioned on yesterday's Winkly. What do you think? A lumberjack match in the main event?"
1: Well, wouldn't it be Lumberjills?
0: Lumberjills, true. Um,
1: uh, no, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> I, I. That's that's not. It's not a good look. I don't think for the uh for the main event. Yeah. I don't think that's necessary.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with Justin. But, but they very creative. They're very creative there, Luke. Thank you. Uh, we've got um Rob Mooring. Looks like you guys on the Winkley called it four horsemen closing WrestleMania, all wearing the titles. Possibility. Um, let's see. I also have here. Um. Oh, man, some of these are old. Man, I really need to get into this mailbag because, like, people are actually using it. Um, (laughs) People people actually, like, tweet us and stuff. People are actually listening to us. People actually listen to the show. Got back to me. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'll read one more, and then I'm going to get – I'm going to definitely get into the mailbag more on Thursdays because thank you all for sending us tweets. Um, All right. This is from Senior Garcia. Senior Garcia. At C-G-I-R-C-S-E-E-A-H. Uh, Senior Garcia says, With all these rumored matches on the WrestleMania card, how the hell does WWE still have enough talent for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Dude, yeah, I got a great question here from Senior. Let's address the fact that there are only three competitors in this match this year. Braun Strowman, Michael J, and Colin Jost. I mean, are we going to get, do you think that we get them all announced next week, or do you think they never announce them? We just see the ring fill up with guys last second.
1: Yeah, we'll just see like a the we'll just see the obligatory match graphic. It'll just have every every face. It'll just have every every person possible that can fit on a match graphic. It'll just say Battle Royal and who knows. I mean, well, if you think about it, if you look at the card though, um, there's a lot of one on one matches. So I mean that that you know that there will that that, that still opens up. I mean, room. There's a lot of one on one matches. Not not a whole bunch of you know, this, you know, six man, eight man, multi. You know, so for the male superstars at least. So. Yeah, they'll fill it. I mean between between NXT talent, two oh five live talent, uh, and then whatever whoever else is left over on Raw or SmackDown that doesn't already have a match, they'll they'll fill it. Um, it is that cra- it does put in perspective though, like how how large their roster pool is when you combine all the brands.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, again, that, I got three questions there, three statements, thoughts here out of the mailbag in short order. If you want to try to jump in on next Thursday's mailbag segment with Justin and I, I'll try to keep it on Thursdays because the Friday show is going to operate a little bit different. Again, I'll have news on that on Tuesday. Hashtag winkly over on Twitter. Obviously, I'm engaged with it now. We're going to work it into the show. We'll,
1: so. we'll, 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 have, to, we'll have to navigate that because I think you and I are both traveling at that point next week, so we'll have to navigate that. The
0: mailbag. Well, we're going to record on Wednesday. So, what I think we'll do is record the regular Wednesday show, and then when we're done, we'll do a couple mailbag things that I'll tack onto the Thursday show. Because I, I know we're going to have a big uh, big show next Thursday with some some very big interviews that I think you guys are going to like to to wrap up uh, our, our podcast version of the Winkley uh, next Thursday here. So uh, there we go, everybody. What a great show. Flew right by. Justin, thanks again. Anything you want to plug, promote, put over here to wrap it up today?
1: I'll see everybody. WrestleMania week. Again, tailgatejoe.com for the tailgate at MetLife Stadium. Um, I know the luxury suite for the NXT TakeOver and Raw, I believe, are sold out. I think there are still spots left in our Hall of Fame luxury suite. So if you go to ticketkingonline.com and search for WB Hall of Fame. Um, it's the only suite that'll be on there. There is that—that that, that is still a thing. So if you want to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony and you want to do it in style, not you know that, that that's that's there. Uh, make sure whenever you go to TicketKingOnline.com for this or for anything, wrestling, sports or otherwise, concerts, whatever. Make sure you use the code Labarfan, L-A-B-A-R-F-A-N. You get fifteen one 15 percent off of your ticket purchase.
3: All
0: right, and uh, I am Nick Hausman at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Give me a follow, follow along. Thank you so much for tuning in here today, and remember. If you winked, you didn't miss it.